Let's move on to our weekly willpower wager. We will roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. How was your roll, Carol? That's a metaphor. That's it's, it's unkind. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here, my co-host as always, my partner as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm going well, Ezra. How are you? I'm good. I try not to refer to you as co-host because I feel like that uh, is sort of like a put-down almost. I I consider you a partner. Oh, well, you could call me co-host. It's it's fine. You could call me boss or sir. I'm used to that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you would find that. Just don't don't make it minion or something. Then I'll take the hint. Well, you've got like chief... You've got Apple, you've got uh, Sarge. You know, people refer to each other in all these different sort of ways. I haven't heard Apple before. Maybe that's a New York thing. I think it might be. You know, the Big Apple. What's going on, Apple? How you doing? It's a yeah, whole. We thing. don't have that. All right. So, <laughs> what would our equivalent be? Hey, surfboard. Uh, that might be. Might be that. Or hey, uh, mango. Um, so I was talking about you today, and a friend of mine said that you sound more confident these days on the podcast. Really? And I'm like, man. Yeah. I'm like. Dude, this guy just gets the sniff of something and runs with it like nobody's business. Yeah, confidence has uh, never really been an issue for me in my life. Uh, uh, like I'm reserved when I'm new at something, right? I'm like sort of uh, – I'm, I'm hesitant but – Slow? Are yeah, you slow? slow. I'm exactly, man. There we go. Right back <laughs> so, to the speed episode. Well, uh, he also mentioned that you just run without restrictors because of your upbringing. You know, I'm, running around on the commune, no shackles like normal people – You've you've just uh, you know accelerated in life because you just go with gusto. So I think it's it's a good observation. Well, I appreciate whoever that person is. Thank you. I'm not going to mention it was Ryan Spanger because he could get embarrassed. Yeah, so we'll just really keep it between you and me. <laughs> we won't tell anyone about that. <laughs> so listen, man. Today we're talking about people, and people. It kind of fits right in with this discussion. People are really fascinating creatures, and they are all around you. You cannot get away from them. And a lot of what happens in your business and your life involves other people. So it makes sense to study them and to get good at relating with them. So people, what are they? How are you using them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. And in a future episode, we'll talk about how the hell did we get here? <laughs> was it science or was it a magical fairy unicorn that just we just appeared one day? Yeah, we've, seven days. We've got to get to that <laughs> religion episode. Some of these other heavier episodes are coming, but you know, people—it's it, such. I got to admit, every time I open up Google Docs, I'm like, oh, phew. <laughs> Pe- speed and people. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one day I'm going to open it up, and it's going to be like religion. It's coming. <laughs> like, it's, it's coming. Oh, good. I was going to say, oh Lord, but oh goodness me, yeah. that will be fun. Yeah, if it, it is the will of Hashem. Um, all right, so. Something which is something this dude who was taking me around New York City looking for apartments kept telling me if if I would get this apartment if it was the will of Hashem. Okay, so this is on the philosophy of you know everything's written in a big book versus you can change your own outcomes. Isn't that an interesting idea? I'd suggest a lot of employees who are slaving it out 
doing something they don't love probably think it's their destiny. Well, it was supposed to go that way. It was supposed to be like this. Well, I guess I wasn't meant to get promoted. I guess I wasn't supposed to get a pay rise. You know, like I think some people just don't take responsibility for what's possible. Well, people don't feel like they have agency in their lives, right? They're victimized by their surroundings. And well, I can imagine you with your agent. Screw that! If we want this unit, we're gonna we're gonna get it. You know? Okay, dear sir, I like this apartment. I will offer you some money to move out, please. That's right. What do you mean? Well, I would like to live here. What do you mean you want to live? Well. Don't you know who I am? I'm Ezra. Uh, let's. It's, surely we can solve this with a check. Well, I'm not that pompous. Although I, I do believe that I, I can usually get what I want from people by making it look like enough fun to them. And that's the thing, is if you can make something look like a good time to someone else, then they're going to go for it. And something to know about people is that we model winning behavior. We're social creatures, and we learn our behaviors from watching the people around us. When we, something, when we see something that appears to be working for another person, we copy that. So it's like monkey see, monkey do. If you watch children, they mirror and copy each other. So one sibling starts crying and gets attention, and the other one sees that and says to himself, Aha, or says to herself, aha, that's how you get noticed around here. I'm going to do that. So when, when someone makes a decision that doesn't make sense to you, they're not doing it. Bec- they're, they're doing it because they think it's the best thing to do. If they didn't think it was their best move, they wouldn't be making it because people act in their own best interests. Even if it seems really, really clear to you that it's not their best move, they still think it is. They either have like some fear of making the move that you think is right or they think they'll gain something else by making the move that they're going to make. So one thing that you have to consider when you're dealing with people is how far they see into their own future. A guy that I grew up with probably sees like 30 minutes into his own future because he consistently makes these decisions that result in immediate gratification, but long-term misery. And it's not that he doesn't think that stealing is bad. It's just that he's short-sighted. So for everyone, there's probably a point at which you would steal something. And maybe it's because like your child is starving or whatever. And for a lot of people, that point is really far away. But for this guy, it was never that far away because he was in survival mode. And when he, when he wasn't sure where his next $15 for a burrito was coming from. And as people, we tend to be biased towards the mode or state of mind that we're in ourselves. Like if we're not in survival mode, it can be easy for us to say, what the heck is wrong with that person? And compassion is being able to recognize the multiplicity of the human condition. And and a great skill in working with people is to notice what state that they're in and to be able to relate with them accordingly without judging them for being at that level. And that's actually the fastest way to bring someone from one state to another state. So if you want to move someone from one state to another state, your best play isn't to make them feel bad about where they are or judge them for being where they are, but to notice them where they are, acknowledge it, relate with them there on that level, and then make an offer for them to move out of that state. So I'm going to give you an example of that. Let's take anger as an example. Let's say your partner's angry. If you get angry at them for being angry, you've just burned your bridge of getting them out of that state. So the first step would be to acknowledge their anger and have them feel heard. Have them feel that it's okay that they're feeling that way. Even if you disagree with their reasons for being angry, acknowledge that they are angry, that this is a thing that is happening and that you care about it because there's nothing that people hate more than being told that the way they feel 
is wrong, which comes back to our bias about our own state, right? Like when a person is angry, it makes perfect sense to them. And they can't believe that you're not angry about whatever the issue is. So when you let someone feel fully expressed and heard in the state that they're in, that lessens their resistance towards moving out of that state. So you're not like threatening to tear them away from it. You're showing them that, hey, you're okay with them being in that state. Just you'd prefer that they be in another one. And frankly, they probably would too because being angry is not like a fun place to stay. So then comes shifting them and that's making an offer towards a different state. So you say, hey, you know, uh, here's this thing you're angry angry about. Like, what's your desired resolution? So you, you're like so problem solving with them. So again, uh, uh, the way that you get someone from one place to another is notice where they are, acknowledge that they're there, relate with them in that place, and then make them an offer to move out of that state. Here, here. <laughs> that was it. Do you feel heard? <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I do. I feel very heard. Thanks, man. I, it was like a lot. I had I had a lot to say on that. Yeah. You know what? And I respect that. I just let you. I let you run with it. Not because it's up to me to give you permission in the first place. I didn't mean to imply that. But I was. I was actually. Well, we've got, I mean, this is this is also like a thing. Well, here's the dynamic of this show, and I'm just jumping at you again. We've got to sort of notice with one another when is the right time to to dip in there, and like when should I let them go on their tent? Like, it's interesting to share a microphone. Oh, it's interesting. You've now used the word dip because of slippery dip last episode. I've been, I've been dipping around all day, man. Ah. I've been slippery. Okay, it's enough, like been, enough. Okay, so. Uh, one of the techniques when you have an angry customer on the phone that they would teach you in a call center is to match their anger and then to move them towards a more calm state. Like the worst mismatch is when someone's angry, they're like, your company sucks, you don't call me back. And then the, then on the other line is, oh, sir, I, I understand that must be terrible. You know, like the soft <laughs> passive, it's such a mismatch that it doesn't really help. So they teach you to be like, oh, that must be frustrating. Let's see what we can do about it, sir. We're going to fix that. And then you start to slow down and then pacify the customer. So matching them where they're at. In fact, and like that's like the NLP technique of mirroring, right? Mirroring, pacing. Or, I mean, before NLP, I, I, NLP kind of pisses me off a bit because it's like some I know it does. wonder I know it drug. Does. It's like one of these, it's like these hacker bio body people who want to take pills to be faster and smarter and all that shit when you know they could just eat greens and stop the diet coke and they were probably going to get a better body for it anyway anyway so when you're selling you focus on the start as well if you want to if you want someone to be better off you really want to know where they're at when they start so with people the start is very important and that's paying more attention to uh their state, what their what their current uh, fears are, their concerns, their challenges, their problems. The more that you can understand that, the and the more that you realize that they're always working with their own bias. They're working with their mental model of the world, which usually is all about them. It's highly selfish. So if someone cuts you off in traffic and you start screaming at them, it's probably you've had other things going on, and and it's not necessarily just them being. Uh, a bandit and cutting you off probably it's like the fourth thing to happen in that day and you just erupt in the the event but it led up to some you know there's a process there and you can be more honest about it and more responsible for yourself then you can understand how to move things now one of the good things that we talked about last week in the speed episode was how when you're speaking to anyone a podcast or live you tend to speed up and you tend to get excited and you get uh into this excitement state that is infectious and, and and people in the audience catch it and they 
even if they can't remember some of the presentation, which they got no chance because you're like a fire hose, <laughs> they will all remark, wow, that was amazing. It was an incredible presentation. Can I have the slides? <laughs> well, I'm just going to, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it really is genius marketing, but I'm going to dip right into my quote. So you'll still do your quote, but I'm going to do mine now. Wow. Yeah, go, go now because I'll, you know, I'll save Dolly Parton for life. That's right. <laughs> so Maya Angelou said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And I cannot tell you how true this is. People will not forget how you make them feel. And you can, you can leverage that by learning to emote, by being willing to be, to share how you're feeling with other people. If you're feeling excited, and you can manufacture excitement. You can get excited about something, and it will have other people around you be excited about that thing as well. Oh, and you can have, yeah, like you, you know, you're a fascinating human being. Ezra, you somehow convinced me to sleep in uh, an under the stair uh, cupboard. I did. Slash I did. I did just get you because <laughs> you wanted me to drive you all the way from Sacramento to San Francisco, you selfish bastard. Well, let's, but, well, let's, let's, let's explore that for a second because yeah. I'll tell you what I did. I had you see that that experience was going to be more fun for you than staying wherever the heck you were going to stay before that. <laughs> no, and I had my own tractor too. Yeah. It was great. It was wonderful, man. I think I got you in the stairs. I forgot I all about that. I changed my name to Adam and then it would have been perfect because I had the little blocks on the shelf, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and at the same time, on a, on a purely sort of selfish, broad level, the fact that the America's Cup was on as well, uh, which I was aware of because I saw it in the airplane on the way over, was also a draw card, you know, besides the sleeping in the bedroom and getting Yeah, to and you had friends there. in San Francisco, it was a whole thing. So I had friends and I got to 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 hang out. So it was it was uh you know, it's just funny that we can sometimes do things that we wouldn't necessarily expect that we might do. And at the time it seemed an unusual thing uh to do. I, I can't say that I've done the Harry Potter experience for a long time. Not maybe not since I was camping. But you know what the hell? It was an adventure, and we're talking about it. And I lived. So, James, tell me about uh, the concept that you get what you want from people who have it. Right? You want to learn how to internet business. You want to learn how to build an internet business. You come find me, or you you'll learn it from us. Brian Tracy learned selling from a mentor. So, like, how is that? How have you experienced that? Yeah. So, if something has something that you're interested in, then you just uh, find a way that you can. Uh, show them some value. Show them, show them that uh, what what you can do helps them on their path. If if you can actually help them with their vision and help them with their journey, then they they'll say hop on a board. You know, like if you can see the the great railway empire being built and you want a part of it, you go hey, listen, you know, uh, you need a hand shoveling some coal there. Um, uh, I'm pretty handy with it. And they'll go, yeah, hop on board, shovel some coal. And then you say, oh, you know, uh, notice your, your driver there. He takes like three breaks every hour and I could, I could probably do a whole shift if you'd like me to show you the different technique. And go, oh, really? And then you maybe can switch roles and move around the train a bit. And eventually, you might own the thing by the time you pull into the station. And my kids are genius at this. If they want to go, if they went to a park when they were a kid and they want to ride the bike, then uh, my kid would go over with uh his toy and say, hey, check this out. Do you want to have a turn? He'd say, sure. And then he'd say, well, wh- while you're playing that, do you mind if I have a ride of your bike? <laughs> and he'd be off. Like, but the whole point was he just wanted to ride the bike. But he understood the old, the old maxim. 
you've got to look after their needs first and you'll automatically get what you want. That's right. And you know, a good thing to remember about people is mainly what they want is for you to notice and consider them before taking actions that might affect them. Basically, they just want to know that you're considering more than just you. Like the people that we let into our lives, we do so because we think that they're going to be a positive force in it, that some good will come of letting them in. So we'd like to think that when they act, they're taking how their actions will affect us into consideration. And when they don't do that, it feels like a betrayal, a betrayal of this sort of unspoken agreement, which is that by sharing some level of intimacy and connection, you're also agreeing to take care of each other. And so it's important to know that like really what you've got to do with people is notice them and consider them. Yeah, and ultimately, like if you do start find yourself getting upset or whatever, just remember that ultimately – uh, a lot of people are me focused and next time you catch an airplane, you'll hear them tell you to put your mask on first. You are useless to other people unless you look after yourself. So don't feel guilty or bad about it and don't feel upset or hurt if someone does something that serves their needs. That's that's what people do. <laughs> they're, they're working for their, their job not because they love slavery, because they want to get some money and they want the money to buy them some housing and some clothing and some fooding and some... Uh, nice goods and things that they were told they needed by marketing companies. That's right. Everybody has a lot of attention on themselves. And we are tend to be really worried about what other people think about us. But the truth no is – No one gives us no, stuff. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even care. That's Nobody's paying they... attention to anyone but themselves. And they're not noticing all those things that you think they're noticing, which is why attention is so effective. When you do that, when you take the time to notice, acknowledge the people around you, that's going to feel really good to them because it doesn't happen a lot. We, you know, We're back to – acknowledgement and attention and fundamentally well, that's, that's what people crave some people will be listening to this show to see if their comments that they've placed will be read out or played but yeah. by now they should know that they will be they will or they will be it's just a matter of time so we do turn the spotlight back to our audience and that is intentional and it's a good thing to do if you can do it. Like people are very responsive to things that serve their needs, and if they notice that you're serving their needs too, they're like, "Hot diggity damn!" I was trying to do an Ezra there. The, Is that what you'd say? Something. Hot did I? You have this view. You have this notion that like I use hot diggity dog or hot diggity damn a lot because you often like use it in reference at like when you're being me, but I don't use it very. Well, you you, well, you have used it before. Have I? Yeah, and and put it this way, like relative to your life, like for if you're awake for uh, ten hours a day or more, fourteen hours a day, maybe fifteen or sixteen hours a day, and and seven days a week, but we only record, let's say, an hour a week, and we maybe catch up on a call here and there. Like relative to the, all the words you are saying, I'm only seeing a limited proportion. So That's I, true. That's I true. Have, I have a biased view. My mental model of the Ezra world is distorted. <laughs> it's and somewhat distorted. I don't Although know you, what you do in your own house other than when, I, when you're on holidays. Uh, right, and now, right now, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on in here, man. I can't even tell <laughs> I just, you. No, I can't even ask. I don't want to ask. You just, so, you know, I want to come back to the, the point of, you know, I think one of the things that's been so effective about Think, Act, Get is it is so geared towards the people. Like the people who listen to Think, Act, Get and the people who – uh, interact with Think Act Get, 
give us such detailed insight into what's happening in their lives on a level that I've never seen before uh, with any sort of, I guess you could say, business-to-consumer relationship, right? Because we're putting out content that a group of people is consuming, and then we are making uh, you know, the, the occasional offer. Yeah, which is fine. That's, that's the whole point, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I'm happy about that, that arrangement. I'm very happy about it, but I just think that it's, uh, basically, I've come, basically what I'm saying is that we're awesome. That's kind of where I've gotten here. <laughs> yeah, and we're, look, we're not dissimilar to uh, a kid down at the Corso with a guitar and a bucket of coins, you know? If people like the music, they can throw a coin and he'll keep playing. If people don't put the coins, eventually he might, uh, you know, his artistic desire might run out. And then he might just stop playing. So, <laughs> and so then he bails. He bails. So I think that that's fine. It's a good exchange. And we want this show to be different. That's why we're getting asked to talk about podcasts and we're getting some positive feedback on, on you know, pushing the cause of podcasting in general. Yeah, that's right. And here's something that's kind of uh, trippy about people, which is that people tend to think that reality equals truth. But that's not really the case. Reality does not equal truth. It's sometimes used in exchange for truth, but they're not the same. So like the world is flat is an example. That was like a very real thing for a long time. That's what everyone agreed on and therefore it was real, but it was never true. Now we have certainty and that's when you sense something. You're like, I, I, I'm certain I heard that. Reality is when you get a second point of agreement on it. So someone else is like, I heard that too. That makes it a reality. But Really, so, so really, reality is agreement. And the point of all this is that agreement happens with people. And therefore, your ability to share and manipulate your reality depends on your ability to interact with the people around you in such a way that has them want to agree with you. So if you want to make changes to something, then the people that those changes will affect can either work with you or they can work against you. So if you start by taking them into account, by viewing them as members of your team, then you're more likely to get things to happen in a way that feels good to you. So taking the time to consider them and to get them into agreement with you is part of the work of making whatever change you want to have happen. Yeah, so it's kind of like me sharing a little more stuff on this show than in my business shows. And you know, while you were talking about that, I was just thinking how much more I enjoy you talking about this stuff than when I hear you talk about marketing stuff, which is uh, interesting because when you do <laughs> when you do marketing stuff, there's a lot of people talking about marketing stuff. There's not a lot of people talking about this stuff. And part of my journey on this show has been getting into this stuff and revealing it not just to myself but also to the audience as we progress. And now right. I'm starting to get feedback that I've changed. So I guess we're all in agreement that I may have moved some from somewhere to somewhere else over the last uh, since since we've been recording this, which is coming up to a year, amazingly, and that uh, we all agree that it's actually been good, and that, that uh, we're actually getting agreement that uh, you know we should develop more, and and now we're actually seeing other people participate in the to change, sharing their stories of what they've changed. And a, a great portion of this is coming from these ideas that you're introducing that are not commonly known or uh, viewpoints that aren't often held. I think that's really interesting that you point that out. And I, I wonder if it's, so there's two things. The first is I wonder if the marketing information is less exciting to you because you already know all of it. No doubt number about one. it. Number no, one, you know I all that I don't know stuff. all of it. I know, well, I mean, I know you a good, get it. I know a good chunk of it. 
it's kind of like when you're an expert in something and kind of the rest of it is second nature. Like you understand marketing so thoroughly that concepts about marketing don't really blow you away. You kind of understand all that stuff. You're at, you are at black belt level where you see a technique and you're like, oh, I can immediately implement that technique because I've been at this for 20 years. So it's more of a head um, nod instead of a cog turn. That's right. That's right. And uh, uh, the other thing that I was going to say, which, is, which I find fascinating, is that all this stuff that we talk about on Think, Act, Get would not be out there if it wasn't for the platform that you've built with these podcasts. So we kind of use this, this, this uh, platform of, of, of podcasts that teach people how to build their business to uh, actually show them how to have a better time in their life. So it's kind of like a, a dipsy doodle. It's kind of like a bait and switch where um, – It's actually it's, – it's, it's such a relevant topic because this morning I was interviewing a guy and he put out a book about how businesses can do marketing. And the marketing conversation, I really didn't want to have. So we just I held him up on that. So let's not do the marketing. All my customers know about marketing. They want to know how to build a business, right? So there's so many businesses that don't even know marketing. But we've got the triple layer cake here, bro. We have marketing. We talk about business building. And we're going beyond that. And we're looking at the life. And one of the most interesting things to me about this is as I'm adding in things to my checklist for my silver circle induction diagnostic, I'm adding in stuff like, are you getting enough sleep? How are the relationships in your life? Uh, how's your wardrobe looking? What's the state of your garage? When did you last do something fun for yourself? So I'm really developing out the other parts of someone's life in a holistic way because I know from personal experience and from observing you, I'm very successful at a young age. It's you get those things sorted, then your business can't help but be successful. It's so true. It's you know uh, what's in your head, and and it, I mean there's the there's the quote: "What's in your head is in your bed." Right? It's like the way you think uh, uh, affects your sex life, but it's really what's in your head, and 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 the way that you treat yourself and your life affects every area of your life. And so by sorting this stuff out. Uh, internally and in, in your relationships to people, it just makes business really easy because you already have done that work in another realm and it transfers over. Think act get. Think act get, baby. All right, let's move on to our weekly willpower wager. We will roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. How was your roll, Carol? That's a metaphor. That's it's, uh, it's unkind. Let's play Carol's oh, audio. <laughs> yes, please. Sorry, let's play Carol's audio. She might be worried a bit nervous when she sees us face to face. Oh, man. Uh, one time each day for the next seven days, we'd like you to practice noticing someone around you and specifically how you think they are feeling. This is a skill you can get very, very good at, and it's a very effective skill to be able to sense how someone feels and then relate with them. It's like a, people call it empathy. And people who people uh, name other people who are very good at this empaths. You have the ability to feel what other people are feeling. This is something that I've been told I'm very good at and it's something that I really enjoy doing. And if you, if you practice this, if you just take a little bit of time each day and when you're relating with someone, just put a little attention on them and think, I wonder how this person is feeling right now and see if you can feel how they're feeling. It'll really change uh, your relationships with people because it'll have you be a lot more in tune with how they're actually feeling. I didn't know that people don't do this. 
dude, it's 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 not commonly done. I mean, people kind of do it by nature. It's sort of a thing that happens, but it's not something. It's something that you can. It's it's like there's a spectrum, and you can be on a certain level of it, and you can increase your ability, and you can increase your intensity, and 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 you can increase the ability at which you're able to perform this action. And the people around you notice it when you start practicing this. You're phenomenal at this. You're a natural at this. Well, it's like when we were starting the show. I, I said, "How how are you looking?" And you said, "Give me 15." And I said, "You know, I'm going to get a coffee." And I reckon it'll take me 16 minutes because I was thinking what you would really find useful right now is to have a little bit extra buffer. Yeah, it was good, man. felt really good too. And guess what? I took like 25. So, so you really- And I had a wonderful coffee. And when I was down there, I was thinking about how the coffee person making the coffee, the barista, was thinking. I can tell that how they're thinking because of the way they're making the coffee and, and the, the scowl or the smile on the face, the how hard they st- you know push down the, the jug of milk, uh, whether they're aggressive with the steam wand or not. You can you can really interpret that without having to exchange words. I find that that, that will really uh, you know you can tailor your approach. Give them a smile if they're having a crap day, and maybe you can lift them out of their state. It's a good point. Visual cues uh, are very helpful. Huge, huge body thing. language. Um, okay. All right. So. Let's talk about uh, news. News and updates. We got Fast Web Formula 5 in Sydney, March 20th and 20th. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good man. Okay, got, phew, we can relax the false avatars. You were waiting, on, you were waiting for that. <laughs> I know. You're like, you're, see, you're responsive. You yeah. change. Well, you Dynamic also happened Ezra. to change the text on the page, which was very helpful. Um, <laughs> I had been, I'd been announcing Fast Web Formula 5 as March 19th through 21st, but that's not actually accurate i think i announced it that way like four times um yeah, and it's okay like if you if you're in silver circle that is true if you're not it's the 20th and the 21st so it's good and it, it is going to be good gosh it's some i told uh, justin brooke that i mentioned on a previous show that he might be coming and he said oh now i have to come so now that i've mentioned that he definitely has to come i hope he does yeah he's he's got to come down it'll be fun andre chaperon's coming and he's just Incredible with his autoresponders. Yeah, I mean, look, man. If 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 or look, if you're interested in um, in in building an online business, and you're also interested in having a really good time, uh, this is not an experience that you want to miss. It's going to be fun, and and it's going to be very useful. Um, so I, I hope to see you in Sydney. I also have an e-commerce course uh, coming out on uh, Shopify's e-commerce university was actually supposed to be published today, Wednesday. Uh, Now I believe it will probably wait until after the holiday and be published about Monday. That'll be fun. Check that out if you're interested. And James and I have a talk that we are giving on podcasting at uh, a very large marketing event happening in January. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll do a, um, we'll have sort of a, uh, an up tag team. Yeah, we'll have a tag team. This will be fun to present together. Uh, We did it once before. At Fast Web Formula, we have the very good. We had a good on-stage rapport. I, I hope they give us both a handheld mic or something, so we can do a bit of a, a comedy presentation. I think it. You can do the jokes because I'm not funny. <laughs> you see, the thing have about you figured it, out you, the last last week's joke? You're, you I finally it got. Apparently. I went back and listened to it. I was like, oh, that joke went over my head. It's just because it was a very, um, it was a very literal dro- joke. <gasps> It's a literal joke. You know, That's and it. your humor. A lot of people don't understand your humor, and it's really funny for me to watch you well, talk. Some people, to people just say that that I'm not funny at yeah. all, which 
that, that's probably equal to don't understand it. Yeah, I think you're hilarious. But all right, so let's move on. We've got some uh, we've got some comments now. This episode is being recorded literally two days after the last episode we recorded, so it doesn't have uh, as many comments because we haven't had the last episode out for very long. Although we have had a few comments come in. One of them is from Nick Rose of thenewsbaron.com. So let's roll. Let's um. Hang on. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. It's not the news baron. It's not the news baron? It's the booze baron. <laughs> now, do, you know, do you use that expression in the States? Boo? Yeah, like you're a boozer? Alcohol. Yeah, booze. Uh, the, booze like the, baron. the booze. Let's okay. hear from the Baron himself. Yeah, the, that's, all right, the booze Baron. Hi, James and Ezra. It's Nick Rose here from theboozebaron.com. I just have to call on in, record this message, and say thank you for so, so, so much awesome content. Um, I've been waiting with the most intense anticipation for a couple of weeks for this latest episode marketing to come out. Man, guys, I needed my fix, and it was really good to see you back in the saddle and producing the content. Um, thanks for really helping me uh, convert a blog into an e-commerce store, stay focused, keep at it, and really importantly, get over my own ego and everything that gets in the way of focusing on my customers and how I can serve them best. James, mate, I've been a Tim Reed fan from way back and seeing you go from freedom ocean to suddenly blending kale and getting in touch with your inner hippie, man, it is really cool to see. You're kind of opening up in a way that just helps everyone out there feel like they can connect with you more and I'm already checking out your services because of it. And I swear to God, man, when I'm making the money to pay for them, I cannot wait. I'm so excited to try them out. Ezra, dude, your ability to just be in touch with people and really accepting, open, honest, all of that, that's kind of struck a big nerve with me in that it's how I used to think and used to feel, especially the the whole attitudes around sex and everything, man. That really, really, really opened up a bit of my past that I, I should have been paying attention to, like... I used to think and behave like that, and for some reason, it just fell by the wayside when I got all in my own head, focusing on my businesses. So, thank you for helping me kind of rediscover my inner hippie. But, eggs and fish, dude, that is a couple of steps away from becoming a pirate. But if you ever need to find the rum to put the R into Ezra, just give me a call, man. Sorry, had to be a bit lame there. But, seriously... I can't wait to help you guys out and pay you back for putting out this amazing content. So if you ever need anything to do with alcohol, getting the right gift for someone, any of that, just shoot me through an email. I'd love to help. Thanks, guys. Wow. Man, I can't tell you how happy I am that uh, it's had such a profound and positive impact on your life. I thought you'd just be happy that you're a pirate. (laughs) 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 I thought that was really funny. You know what's hilarious, James? is I was having a on stage at my last event I'd mentioned that we had had the discussion of grunting being being an underrated form of communication <laughs> and and the whole and so whenever anything good happened and whenever anyone wanted to give you know I was giving away t-shirts and stuff what they would do instead of like calling for it is they would grunt so all weekend people were going whenever anything good happened and then other presenters would get on stage and the crowd would start growling and grunting at them and they would have no idea what was going that is on funny i saw another was, presenter uh, at a recent conference anchor the whole audience for yes yes and uh aside from being annoying it was 
really a great demonstration of how hardcore hypnotic pitching can anchor an audience. Like every few minutes, someone's going, yes, yes, in a very uh, a preacher <laughs> way. And it's, it's infectious. Everyone in the audience starts doing it. And then they did it for the rest of the conference. So this yeah. the speaker, yeah. she like, I was watching her. Literally, I could see the imaginary hooking, uh, the, the fishing line going out to the audience. And then she's inserting hooks in every single one of the members of the audience. And then whenever she wants, she tugs it. She pulls on it. She goes, yes, yes. And they go, yes, yes. I could see her ripping those cords and everyone's popping out. And after she did it 50 times, they were absolutely autonomous and they did it for the rest of the event. So well done on your grunting anchor. <laughs> well, I got them to actually grunt for you, um, which I recorded and I've never sent you because I completely forgot about it until this moment. So, Well, I can imagine it and I'm delighted. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Thank you. So you have now, literally a room of 350 people who did like a prolonged grunt specifically for you. They said, hey, James, and then they growled. And so um, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to wow. send you that video. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me yeah. and all of our listeners. Yeah. So uh, Nick is a very interesting marketer. He's, he's got a, a, a cool name, a uh, fun site. He's got a, a, he's given us some lovely flattering comments. Uh, he talked about me blending kale as well there, which... Um, Ezra, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you like eat a lot of green stuff, it starts to change some things, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, man, it's very uh, fibrous. and um, <laughs> just, uh, just, <laughs> just be prepared. All right. So uh, we have Chris on guests. A quick correction on some factual errors evident in your recent updates. Ezra is not weird. At least not any weirder than most of my favorite people, at least not in a bad way, as you were, Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks Chris. I appreciate that. So <laughs> he's basically I'm like, sure you not appreciate weird. it. Man, you are weird <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. I'm not sure I could agree with that one, Chris. Uh, I think, well, I guess it depends on what your definition of weird is. Do you want to be weird, Ezra? I don't have any desire to be weird. I'm not like trying to be a certain way. I think that. I think I guess weird would be not of the norm, perhaps. It's just not normal. It's not what most people are like. Is that what weird quirky, is? Quirky, strange, unusual. Yeah, I think I just can't You're help it. You're definitely not usual. It's uh I don't even know, man. But 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 I appreciate that. Basically, I think what Chris is saying is, you know what, that dude's not so bad and I like him. And and I like you too, Chris, so thank you. Yeah. And thanks, Chris, for oh, coming Carrie too. just walked up and, and gave me a very funny look, uh, as if she was uh uh, amused and approving, but but definitely amused, and said, "I am delightfully quirky." You are. See, I just said quirky there. Tell yeah, you, you did. Tell you Carrie did. that uh, we're on the same Maybe page. Just said quirky. Um, she's a big fan of yours. Oh, and I'm a big fan so, of hers. And and look, she gets a guest spot on every single show, so we should con she continue does. that. <laughs> she, she does. She just. How can you not mention her on every episode, dude? That's she's it. too good. Yeah, I see your pictures going up there as well, and. Saw some lovely pictures of you on a photographer's site that uh, looked like you were having fun doing uh, some. The Dominican Republic? Yeah, you looked like you were having some fun out and about. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, so we're going to do some quotes. Yeah, we've got a quote, and uh, the first one is you. Well, okay, here we go. The key is to keep company only with people who uplift you, whose presence calls forth your best. Epictetus. How do you say that? Epictetus? Epictetus? <laughs> I don't even know, man. Yeah, well, 
someone maybe it's epicness because it's a bloody good <laughs> quote i like is that you become like the people you surround yourself with and if you you know i left uh the warrior forum years ago one one night i'm like you know what screw this these people are for the most part broke negative and clueless and I mean that in a nice way, not in a terribly demeaning way. It sounds, it sounds perfectly nice. It's, I mean, it probably sounds bad. However, it does. It sounds horrible. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about everyone, of course. I'm just generalizing that if I were to stick around there for a long time, I didn't want to become like the people that were in there because I could see a, a lot of evidence that they weren't having success and that they didn't actually want to do much about it in some cases, always looking mm -hmm. for the easy way out. So I actually made a decision to just uh, not go back. And I've recently done the same thing for another community where, for the most part, people are really struggling. Like Any question relating to success gets a 99.9% .9 failure response. And it's the same people like year after year. And after four or five years, I'm thinking, nah, I think they're not going to change. So I'm just not doing that. And now what I'll do is seek out a new group of positive, uplifting, successful people, not because I'm a snob, but because I want to be around people who are highly vibrant and successful because it is infectious. And by letting go of one suboptimal group and adding to a more optimal group, my entire average will lift up, my entire focus, my entire thought process will lift up. So I don't mean it in a bad way. And, you know, th this, it would have been much worse if I said it was like, someone in my family or whatever because people really feel that that's uh, personal but you really literally will uh, if you hang around a mate and he's a dope smoker or something you're going to start smoking dope it's just how monkeys work right you know it, it's something also something that you have control over you have control over who you spend your time with and uh, you don't have to give up people who you enjoy spending your time around. Like we're not saying just like bail on people that you think are a good time, but we are saying that like you have the ability to surround yourself with folks who um, can get you the places that you want to go, even in the form of this podcast, right? Like we're not necessarily in the same physical location, but you are spending time with us and that does change you. It changes the way that you think and then changes the way that you act, which will then change the results that you get. So I think it, it, it's key to remember that it's a choice. Yeah, I had a really interesting discussion last night uh, with Ryan who was visiting and I didn't sleep as much as normal. My mind was whirring. I just like it opened up a whole myriad of, you know, things happening in my brain. So when you get together with other people who are interesting and, and exchange stories, it can just, you know, it unlocks things. It opens up things. So make sure that that's good. And it would be no different than putting good food into your body or reading good information versus reading propaganda or eating uh, chips and soft drinks and you know, toxins, smoking, tobacco, and all that sort of stuff. And another thing would be to be a person that cool people want to spend their time with, right? Ah, well, it's like a, it's like a ratchet system, isn't it? Like you, you upgrade the uh, the communities that you're involved with, then the the people around you, like they're all connected to other people too, and 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 suddenly it just moves. And I think you've done that spectacularly well in a very short time. You've you've just like done the hyperloop acceleration through groups where you you 
basically getting that momentum and then tagging on to the next one and the next one and the next one. It has it has been an interesting year in that in that area. And the cool thing about it is it was actually very deliberate. And you and I had the conversation uh, in, gosh, I think it was November or December the year before about this desired outcome that I had and the way to um, attain that result. And it has come through these different groups of people and, and leveraging those groups and adding value to those groups and enjoying those groups and having them enjoy me. And I had a choice and it's like, do you said, would you help me do this or is it a conflict? And I said, no, I'll help you do it. In fact, I'll even buddy up with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here we are. It's been good. It's been, a, it's been good for both And it of us. continues to roll. I see you doing yeah. documentaries and I'm like, holy crap, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that too. You see me doing whatever, you know, and you're like, I want to do that. So it's a back and forth situation. It is. All right. Um, so. all right. So my quote I've given you already. I'm going to say it again because it's a good one, uh, which is that – Why not? Put it out there. One more time. The, the point of this quote is that uh, everything else aside, what people are going to remember about you is the way you made them feel, the way you make them feel. And that's a very important thing to remember. So it's your intention – not whatever it is that you're doing. Not that you should just do bad stuff with good intentions. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But you know, you, 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 you've got to aim to have people feel good and move them. And uh, that's what they'll remember about you. Now, um, this, this has been an interesting episode. Oh, by the Jim. way, uh, a lot of presenters should take note of that one because they do strange things to, to make their audience feel dumb and stupid. Uh, one popular technique is to ask your audience really difficult questions so that you look smart and clever and they realize how dumb they are and how much they need the audience. Uh, the, the audience really needs that speaker's program or package or book. However, now the audience doesn't like the speaker because the audience made them feel stupid and dumb and belittled them. So a good the speaker technique. made them feel dumb. Yeah, the, the speaker did. And the, sorry, a good technique is to, uh, if you are a speaker, is to ask questions that the audience can answer and help them feel clever and smart and connected and um, make the experience more fun and interesting for them. And then you'll be in a better position to help them if they have some gaps in knowledge, which you can talk about you know, how they could go about doing that. I live up five flights of stairs. How many flights, James? Five flights, Ezra. That's right. And that's how you do it. You give it to them and then you ask them what you just gave them and they really enjoy um, giving it back to you. Exactly. Ask the question after you've told them the answer. It's great. And then the audience is connected. They feel this is good. I'm, I'm involved. I'm connected. I'm doing I'm well. They feel like they're winning, yeah. which, uh, exactly. it was, which was going to be the topic of this episode, by the way. I was going to do an episode on winning, uh, but then I, I decided that people would be better. But we'll Did do. the topic lose out? It lost. It totally lost. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully it'll make a resurgence. It won't be shattered and demoralized. And no, it's just it's like, you got to like let Charlie Sheen um, fade a little bit more into the, the distance before you do an episode on winning. Who? Charlie Sheen. He's like this guy who was this actor who was the no, son. Man, I know who Charlie Sheen is. Okay, the son of Martin was, Sheen, was, brother of Emilio Estevez. Attempted comedy there. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, you said you've got to let him fade away. Uh, and good then on. I said, who? You good see, so... It was like I was implying we've already forgotten him. Opening I'm up in, the past for the winning episode. I'm in serious mode, bro. I'm like, I got my, I'm on my eyes on the prize. Yeah, You're joking up, around. Lighten up a bit, dude. Yeah, it's like take a, it it's easy. a show. Just okay. Take it. <laughs> Do you feel okay? I feel good. I feel good. I, I want you to remember that. <laughs> oh, man. Bring us home, baby. Okay. So you have been listening to 
what some would say is a complete schmozzle, others might say is a podcast, but this was episode 35, which is all about people, and people are fascinating because they're sometimes a little bit weird and strange and fascinating in so many ways, but you can't get away from them if you plan on living in society and not on an island all by yourself, which would be pretty boring, I think. You've got to have to deal with people. And if you're actually prepared to take on some of the challenges that come with dealing with people and understand them a little more, then you might get more out of your life. So be sure to hang around the right people. Uh, be sure to understand that they have their own needs and you've got yours and, and um, you know, work with it a bit. And, and as Ezra said multiple times, people remember how you make them feel. So people... What are they? How are you using them? That sounds a bit harsh. No, and how are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at. What That's actually what we just looked at. I think we're cutting and pasting here in this episode, this very professional, highly polished episode of Think, Act, Get, which incidentally has been uh, edited by Jan this week because T-Ties had a wonderful life situation that she's celebrating and she's just having a uh, uh, she's handed over this particular task to a, the next off the cab rank Jan so thank you Jan for editing this episode thank you Jan and thank you listener for spending a little time with us we believe that we are good people to hang around and uh, we really appreciate you spending some time with us and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Think I Get thanks buddy This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.